Next on BYU Sports Nation, the 2020 showdown at St. Mary's. What would a win in Moraga tonight mean for the Cougars' big picture season? ESPN's Roxy Bernstein will call the game tonight. What does he expect between the Gales and the Cougars? Plus, BYU defensive lineman Kyrus Tonga joins us live. Why did the NFL prospect decide to come back for his senior season? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, January 9th, game day. It's a ball night. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who has officially requested a restraining order against the Deli Gnome in Studio B, Jerem Jordan. Oh, I have no issues with Deli. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah, I have no issues with he's, him. He's, he's right here. Okay. Yeah. So you're cool if he hangs out for he's, a little bit? It's kind of cute. Let's be now, honest. Now, if BYU loses tonight, how are you going to feel about that? I don't think this Gnome has anything to do with uh, BYU's inability to win in Moraga. I'm not stitious. You're just a little? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm, ju- I'm not stitious. Well, all. you're not stitious at all. I'm not, I'm you're not, not superstitious. You're not stitious. So. You're not even a little stitious. I don't like the idea that I can't control my life in some way, right? Eh, of course, there are elements outside of our lives, that, a large portion. Okay. But I don't worry about it. All right. So if, if the deli gnome exists, if we drop it off the building, whatever, man. I just don't want anyone to get hurt. Take the restraining order away. A very logical and practical take from the not-stitious Jerem Jordan. Here is our show lineup featuring a little bit of stitiousness, if that's a word. I don't know, stition? A little stition? Some stition. ESPN play-by-play man Roxy Bernstein will call BYU at St. Mary's tonight. He'll join us live to discuss the feeling of urgency in Moraga. Is it panic time in Moraga? St. Mary's have to win this game. BYU defensive lineman Kyrus Tonga in Studio B. Why did he choose a senior season at BYU over NFL consideration? And we'll play know the foe with the Gales of St. Mary's College. How well do you know BYU's top rival in WCC basketball? Here are your Thursday BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yep, as Jerem said... It's a ball night. BYU men's basketball at St. Mary's at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. The Cougars' first West Coast Conference road trip of the 2019-2020 season. BYU has not enjoyed much success in Moraga. Much more on that in just a moment. You can watch the game live on ESPN2 and listen live on BYU Radio. Tomorrow, the number three men's volleyball team hosts number 15 Penn State in the home opener. Watch it at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. It'll be great to be back in the Smith Fieldhouse. Cougars have won eight in a row against the Nittany Lions. BYU Track and Field hosts the BYU Indoor Invitational starting today. It runs, no pun intended, through Saturday. Cougars will host fellow Beehive State schools, Utah Valley University, Southern Utah, Utah State, and Westminster. This marks the Cougars' first meet of 2020 and second meet of the indoor track and field season. And the women's team reopens the season in the Hawaii Invitational today through Saturday against the likes of the aforementioned Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, or in this case, the Rainbow Wahine, I believe, Louisville, Northern Arizona, and Washington State. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Here we go. Early in the West Coast Conference season, wouldn't you know, BYU and St. Mary's matching up once again. It hasn't boded well for BYU, and that has been the case. In fact, it hasn't boded well for BYU whenever they play St. Mary's and Moraga. It just doesn't matter. But Jerem stepping back and looking at what if. Let's play the hypothetical game. What would a win tonight mean for BYU men's basketball? It means they're in the top 30 everywhere. Right now, BYU hovering between kind of 32 and 38 or whatever, most of the metrics. I think BYU climbs a spot in the seating, uh, perhaps eight with Lenardi and others. That'd be awesome. BYU is in the hunt for number two in the league. Wait, aren't they in the hunt for number one? Until someone takes the regular season uh, from Gonzaga outright, it's... Gonzaga won, right? But BYU would be in the hunt for two. That'd be awesome. It would allow for a slip-up to a non-St. Zaga team. It would. Everyone is saying, it feels like, oh, you can't lose a non-St. Zaga one. Well, if you win tonight, then you can, and it'd be okay. It'd be a quad one win. Uh, St. Mary's anticipated to finish in the top 75. Right now, Utah State, not that team, by the way, for BYU. Utah State is uh, clunking it up. Hey, St. Mary's just lost a uh, Zag Brigham, non-Zag Brigham game. I don't yeah. know. Is that what we call for them? It's quad two. It's not okay. a big deal right now. Okay. Quantifiable improvement over a lot of uh, WCC teams by winning there. You um, always struggle to win there, as you mentioned. So this would be a really big win. Uh, by Ken Palm ranking, this is the fourth toughest game BYU will have played on the schedule. Yeah, a win jumps BYU probably a seed line in Joel Denardi's ESPN Bracketology, 2-8. and eight. And keep in mind, in November, following BYU's, at the time, very frustrating season opening loss to San Diego State, where they led by nine points with like six minutes to play, we thought, oh, no Yoli Childs, no Gavin Baxter, just lost. We just wanted BYU to be in the tournament bubble conversation at that point. Now we're talking about the Cougars as a single-digit at-large seed. A win only would solidify that in the current context. A win in Moraga would give BYU a second quad one road win. Then BYU would have road wins against Houston and St. Mary's. We know the committee loves road uh, the road victory and just the aura that goes with it. Yeah, they, uh, they it's cl- almost like they matter more. They're like, aura, yes, yeah. check. Yeah, it's, like, it's like worth a game and a half quad one at home almost. Okay, they, they, well, the, the fact that they make it top 75 as sure. opposed to top 30 or 50 with home and neutral tells you they, they appreciate that, right? You can play a worse team but win on the road, and that means pl- that's better than beating a better team at home. You are rewarded for winning on the road. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that's going to stay a quad one win. St. Mary's isn't going to drop below 75 by the time Selection Sunday rolls around. Okay, a win, and this might be the most important of all, a win will give BYU a major inside track to finishing second in the West Coast Conference and earning that bye into the semifinals in Las Vegas. Think about it. If BYU wins, St. Mary's would already have two conference losses two weeks into the WCC campaign, and the Gales still have to play Gonzaga twice, and they have to come to Provo in early February. It would be a stretch to think that St. Mary's would finish 12-4 and four if they lose tonight. They're looking at maybe 11-5, and five, and can BYU finish better than that? Hey, the Cougars would be in great position to finish as the number two seed going into Las Vegas. Topic two, what would a loss mean for BYU tonight? Well, first of all, by most accounts, BYU is not expected to win this game. The Cougars are a four-point underdog, according to Ken Pomeroy. Three-point dog, according to Las Vegas consensus. And ESPN gives BYU a whopping 32% chance to win this game. So a loss would mean BYU did what most thought they would do. 
St. Mary's would hold home court advantage as they have so often in the past. Now, in terms of what it means for BYU's resume, not a ton. The numbers wouldn't suffer a ton because St. Mary's does have great numbers. And so maybe it qualifies as the always polarizing good loss. I don't know. Is there such thing as a good loss? In basketball, there is. It feels like there is. Yeah, yeah. in football, there's not. But in basketball, there is. BYU might drop a line in Lunardi's bracketology to 10, nothing severe. But... Again, in the conference context, it gives St. Mary some hope to stay on track that they might get the two seed in Las Vegas. You want the bye to the semifinals. You want to finish in the top two. It is a huge advantage now, the way that that bracket is drawn up. So the Gales, I think they're feeling some heat because of the loss against Pacific. They probably have more riding on this game than BYU does because they're expected to win and they're coming off a loss to Pacific. So mentally... I would think it should be advantage BYU because the Cougars don't have to play with any added urgency. They're not expected to win this game. But we heard from Dalton Nixon yesterday uh, that this team is really hungry to win that. Sure. I, I think they'd be really disappointed. In fact, I think they feel I think they feel pressure to go and win because they want to be uh, and put themselves in the best position on Selection Sunday. And this is a huge game. There's not a ton of quad one opportunities left for BYU. In fact, there's only three in the regular season, uh, assuming Gonzaga stays top 30. Um, so this is a big, big game. You could argue one of the top three games left in the regular season, right, given that St. Mary's and Gonzaga are there. So this is a huge game. Um, if it's a close loss, it's disappointing, but it doesn't really hurt yeah, a ton yeah. tonight. Um, if BYU gets uh, blown out, then it's a, it, there's an issue there. Um, but historically, BYU's not really won there, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Since joining the West Coast Conference, BYU's 1-7 at St. Mary's. Great which news. Is the worst record of any team in the league. BYU is 3-5 and five at Gonzaga, 4-4 four and four at San Diego. Those are both weird for different reasons. Uh, BYU 1-7 Moraga is really weird. If BYU loses tonight, it means they have to beat St. Mary's at home because you have to get a, at least one St. Mary's regular season win, in my opinion, to bolster the resume. Well, what if you beat them in Vegas, though? I think it, it, it adds. I think if, if BYU wants to just barely make the tourney, then they could probably get one win against St. Mary's and Gonzaga by the end. I, I think the non-conference resume is good, but you don't want to be, what's the minimum amount we can do this thing? That was me as a student, but that's not me evaluating BYU basketball now. Yeah, it takes pressure off BYU in terms of what they need to accomplish to bolster the resume for sure. Yeah, it's a huge game. My point is, I don't think BYU should feel as much pressure as St. Mary's does tonight based on what just happened. St. Mary's is backed up against the wall a little bit early in the season. If they go down two losses in conference right now, then they're going to have a real tough climb trying to finish in the top two in the WCC. All right, on to topic three. BYU, we learned from head coach Mark Pope, is not 100% health uh, in terms of the team overall. He said this yesterday. Uh, Yoli banged up his finger. Uh, Dalton Nixon, like 20 minutes in practice, was literally bleeding out of two different parts of his head. It's not an exaggeration. Uh, Connor Harding is in there, uh, you know, nursing a knee right now. It's just, it is. It's it's what, it's where you get at this point in the season, and um, it's it's a it's a manifestation of our guys working really hard and and being really really competitive. That was revealed on Tuesday night on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the head coach's show. Jerem, when he lays out those bumps and bruises, are they a concern for you right now? Yeah, uh, there are bumps and bruises for everyone at this point of the season, right? Um, you look at uh, St. Mary's, they lost uh, you know, the starting center. 
Matthias Toss. That's, that was a big deal for them, right? Um, for BYU, my main concern, I guess, is looking at these. You, you think, okay, Dalton Nixon bleeding out of his head. What does that mean? Is, is he okay? Uh, Colby Lee and Connor Harding have uh, been battling some knee uh, issues. You're seeing a little added uh, you know, braces and sleeves and whatnot on those knees. But the one that sticks out is Yoli Child's finger, right? If he had to leave practice early, banged his finger, you hope that that's okay. Fingers can be fickle, right? Um, has anyone, have you ever just uh, jammed your finger? Yes, and, and, and then it's not tried fun. to write, let alone shoot. Right, that can be that can be tough. Hopefully, Yoli's okay. If he's not, that's a real concern. We don't know the severity of said quote banged finger, um, so we'll see how that plays out. If it is uh, more severe than we know, then that's that's going to be tough. Yet BYU in the first nine games, hopefully, learn some things. Of if we're not a hundred percent, we're not uh, don't have everybody, including Gavin Baxter. BYU's playing all year without him. What can we do? And we've seen that BYU can win at Houston. We've seen that BYU can compete with San Diego State. We've seen that BYU can uh, beat Virginia Tech and UCLA, right? So BYU, uh, hopefully hopefully things uh, worked out. But yeah, I, I do have some concern. F- uh, fingers can be fickle. Yeah, they're a concern, the bumps and bruises. You're headed out to play the second toughest road game of the conference season, and some of your key guys are bruised and banged up. This is like getting ready for a long road trip in your car through adverse conditions and then the check engine light comes on just before you leave. And the oil change reminder flashes. Who in their right mind is thinking, ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Is the check engine light on for BYU right now? Let's just you get in the car. Let's just get in the car and go. No, you want those things fixed and running up to full potential. That said, maybe you're in a time crunch and you have time to change the oil, but you can't get the car into the shop and the mechanic doesn't have time to look at why the check engine light's on until later down the road. So... You just pray and hope that it works out. Either way, it's should concerning. We, should we say a prayer right now? Is it's that what you're saying? I have said a prayer. Our first on-air prayer in the we history not, of BYU Sports Nation. We will Sports not Nation. do that. We will in, invite <laughs> you to offer up your own supplications we and will prayers in, on your own time. Invoke the heavens. Yeah, it's concerning. I'm not going on a road trip feeling good if some of those lights come on or so your you, air pressure reminder so comes on. So you feel like the check engine light's on? Sometimes it's severe. Sometimes it's not, Jerem. Mm. Sometimes it's a very little thing. Sometimes it's you left your gas can open and so some extra air got in there. You know that reminder that you see when you open up the gas tank and it says, if you don't I've shut. I've never left it open, kay? so I don't know what you see the You see the warning, though, right? Okay, <laughs> your check engine light will come on if you don't seal the gas cap the right way. It can be a very minor seal, thing. Seal, another Mormon word. It can be a very major thing. But the point is, it makes you worry. It makes you worry because you so don't you, know. Are you worried? Yeah, I'm worried. Mm. Yes, I'm worried. Our question of the day. Which player will have the greatest impact on the outcome of tonight's BYU at St. Mary's game? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Pacman 116 answers on Instagram. Alex Barcelo. He has a fire and excitement that is contagious and will keep, keep the Cougars fired up in the game. I think he could play a huge role, especially if he is given the responsibility of tracking and chasing Jordan Ford. I don't know that that's game. the case, but you would think. Sure. They're a similar size. Uh, Alex Barcelo is quick enough to be BYU's best defend- defender on Jordan Ford. BYU will not shut down Jordan Ford. Malik Fitz is my main concern, mm. actually more than Jordan Ford. I-, I think that BYU can throw different things at Jordan Ford and uh, limit him to, I don't know, Less, less than 25. I like, feel like he's Malik just really Fitz good. is shooting like 80% from the three-point line against Mal- BYU. Malik Fitz is awesome. 
And and right now, St. Mary's last four games has struggled from three, shooting 28%. And all three of those guys, Krebs, Fitz, and Jordan Ford, shooting less than 30%. So they have struggled recently, which is good. Hopefully that continues tonight. They have been on the road. They have been on the road. I don't root for the personal struggles of people, but I root for the on-court struggles. Yeah, they're they're back home tonight, and that really concerns me about their three-point shooting. Yeah. They're in their Can we stop uh, gym measuring, by the way? Everyone, oh, it's a small gym. Who cares what size the gym is? Don't play and win. You know, you know what the small gym of Moraga ha- has done? Beaten BYU 7 the last 8? Yeah. Who guess cares? What? Duke has one of the smallest gyms in America. No one's like, oh, it's a small gym. BYU picked Doesn't up matter. two of their biggest wins of the season in a small gym in Lahaina. If you can't win there, it don't matter. Like, whatever. BYU's big gym hasn't gotten to the NCAA tournament four years in a row. Let's go. Coming up, we are tied at 20 in and one picks. What's going down tonight? Plus, friend of the program at ESPN play-by-play guy Roxy Bernstein joins us next. Is it panic time for St. Mary's, given what just happened? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. MPSF Defensive Player of the Week, Davide Gardenia, number three, BYU host number 15, Penn State, for the first home match of the season tomorrow night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. We are live in Studio B. It is a ball night. BYU at St. Mary's, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific on ESPN2, BYU Radio. The man who will call the game, Roxy Bernstein, joins us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Roxy, welcome back to the show. Fellas, good morning. Always my pleasure to be with you. It is a good morning, my friend, and it's been too long. ESPN's Basketball Power Index gives BYU a 32.5% chance to win in Moraga tonight. The Cougars are 1-7 there since joining the West Coast Conference. Where would you put the win percentage chance for BYU tonight? So you're saying there's a chance. Okay, yes. <laughs> I think they got a chance, sure. This is, a, this is going to be a really good game tonight. And from two angles, right, from St. Mary's, how do they respond? How do they come back from that just frustrating, exhausting loss they had in Stockton against Pacific? On Saturday night, the four-overtime marathon, Jordan Ford played 58 of the 60 minutes. Uh, and somehow, give credit to Damon Stoudemire and his pesky Pacific Tigers, they were able to stun uh, St. Mary's and come away with the win, so you know you're going to get a frustrated, angry St. Mary's team. And, and on the other side, for BYU, the Cougars are coming off you know, one of their best defensive performances probably in years, wouldn't you guys say, that you, know, you hold LMU to 38 points in your conference opener. Uh, that was a tremendous showing, but we've seen that from Mark Pope and the BYU Cougars this year. It's a different addition. It's not you know, the up-and-down style. And look, Dave Rose is BYU Cougars were probably, if not the most entertaining watch in college basketball, one of them, right? Well, it's a different kind of style now. Yes, they can score, but there's a lot more of a defensive, I think, mindset and a focus with this group, which, as you guys know, okay, your offense may not travel, but your defense always will. And that's yeah. why I think that BYU can have a chance tonight. Yeah, the adjusted defensive efficiency from Ken Palm, BYU 59th. That's been a good number. A couple years ago, two years ago, it was 54. But besides that, BYU was never really in the top 60. Uh, so that is definitely an improvement. Yet you look at the offenses for both these teams, both top 10 in uh, three-point shooting, top 20 in adjusted offense. Do you expect a good offensive game tonight? It's interesting because, you know, Jeremy, they're always measured, right? St. Mary's, I know they try this hashtag run SMC, but they really don't run. 
and it's a half half court attack. It's a lot of pick and roll, ball screens, spacing the floor, and they're going to rely heavily on Ford and Malik Fitz. Um, and the interesting adjustment that they've made also is the injury to Matthias Toss, who was lost for the year in one of their final non-conference games. He, he tore his ACL against Nevada in a game right before Christmas at Chase Center. And they're still trying to figure out how this team will evolve and move forward without him. They've tried different things. I don't know if they've worked so far. They've tried starting Dan Foto there. They've tried to go big with Aaron Menzies, the seven foot three grad transfer from Seattle U. I think Randy Bennett is still tinkering with his team and trying to figure some things out, which maybe he tries to do something different tonight because it's BYU and saving it for a big game. We'll see. But it's St. Mary's has been an evolving team also because of what they've been dealing with. Roxy Bernstein of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. He'll call the Cougars and Gales tonight for ESPN. Roxy, having had conversations with St. Mary's and uh, talked to Randy Bennett and his staff, what's the feeling around St. Mary's basketball, given that unexpected and just gut punch of a four-overtime loss at Pacific? Well, it's a team that's been dealing with expectations, right? All of a sudden, you burst into the national scene by upending Gonzaga, winning the WCC Tournament Championship last year, getting the automatic bid for the conference, and all of a sudden, you're an upstart program, and this year the target's on your back a little bit because you are the defending conference tournament champions. So, yes, that's what Gonzaga deals with on a nightly basis, but now this is, I think, an adjustment for this group because they really haven't had to deal with this. And knowing that on a nightly basis, you're going to get the opponent's best shot. And, and Pacific did that. And, and so and for St. Mary's, it's been an adjustment period this year, but I think one they can handle. And I think that having an extra few days helps them turn the page. If this was a Thursday-Saturday turnaround, I think it would be a lot of trouble for them. But because they have Thursday and, or Saturday until Thursday turnaround, I think it helps them immensely trying to recharge the batteries for the game tonight. This certainly is a big game in terms of uh, conference standings, seeding in the NCAA tournament for potentially St. Mary's and BYU as well. What kind of impact do you think this game has on all of that when all is said and done on Selection oh. Sunday? I think it's going to have a huge impact because these are two teams that if they don't win the WCC, that they will be considered among the at-large pool with opportunity to get into the field because of what they've accomplished so far. And it also helps, I think, both programs, guys. The league is better, right? From top to bottom, I think there is a stronger West Coast Conference this year. When you look at Oak Santa Clara's played pretty well, and Pacific, I think, has opened up a lot of eyes and what Damon Stoudemire's team has done. I don't think many people expected Portland the other night to beat San Francisco, and USF, we all think, is you know a, a pretty decent program. Pepperdine has shown flashes. So is San Diego. So I think it also helps, yes, these teams accomplished a great deal in the non-conference. For example, BYU's win against Houston, I think, will go a long way. Uh, St. Mary's having beaten Wisconsin and beating Utah State and smashing Arizona State. So these two programs help themselves out quite a bit in the non-conference, but they need the rest of the league to help them. And I think this year the rest of the West Coast Conference has helped the top three teams in the league. All right, call your shot in early January. Is the West Coast Conference a three-bid league when we get to mid-March? Roll the tape. Yes, it is, boys. This is a three-bid league in the NCAA tournament. When you look at the top three programs, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU, 
I, I believe all three will be dancing because I, I think that the quality of basketball, not just in the West Coast Conference, but out West, when you look at the Pac-12 this year, that I think the leagues out West are better than they've been recently. And I do believe we've seen it before, and I do believe we'll see it again this year, the West Coast Conference, a three-bid lead. How many losses will the champ have in the regular season here? What do you think? Ooh, the, the regular season yeah. at – I don't know if anybody's going to beat Gonzaga. Oh. You think they'll, I, I you think they'll win out again? I think they can. Um, it wouldn't look. Put it this way: if they went into Provo and lost at the Marriott Center, it wouldn't shock me. If they went into Moraga, and I know they want me to call it University Credit Union Pavilion, whatever, it's the Q and Pavilion, right? <laughs> Come on, it is what it is. But that, I think those are the, really the only two places they could stumble and lose. And look, I don't think many people expected Eric Meek and BYU a few years ago to go into the kennel and win. So I wouldn't put it past these programs. But the stumbling blocks to me would be Gonzaga on the road at either St. Mary's or BYU. Roxy, which team needs a win tonight most for conference context and for resume context? I think it's St. Mary's uh, because from BYU's perspective, right, you're on the road. And it's, there's not as much pressure to win on the road. But if you're at home, this is a game you've got to get. And you can't slip up, especially coming off the loss that St. Mary's had against Pacific on Saturday night. Now, granted, it was a road loss, but it was a loss. So I, I think there's more pressure on St. Mary's to win this game. There's more of, a, I think, a must-win, even though I don't think it's a must-win. But I, I think that St. Mary's needs this game more than BYU does tonight. Who's the best player in the league right now, in your opinion? Who is the best player in the league? Boy, that's tough because I just I love watching Jordan Ford for St. Mary's. And Malik Fitz is playing great, but then you watch BYU, and, and Haas is so fun to watch. And Yoli is such a terrific player, and the emergence certainly of Petrushev at Gonzaga and Kispert. Are you really going to make me pick? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> this is why we ask the difficult it, questions. It sounds like you don't want to. But it's you January know, you 9th. You know me. You know I, I like to hem and haw, and I don't like to get people mad at me. <laughs> you know, I am a flip-flopper. I am a waffler. You know that about are, me. Are we going to have a co-player of the year, then, in March? So I just named six. Okay. <laughs> it can't be that many. Come on. Um, I think it comes down to, I mean, more times than not, right, it's more of a most valuable player award. And I would give the edge to Petrushev just because I think Gonzaga will win the league. But, again, if, if they win it, and it wouldn't shock me if Yoli ended up winning it or if Jordan Ford ended up winning it, even if Gonzaga still won the league. ESPN play-by-play man Roxy Bernstein with us on BYU Sports Nation. We have to ask you at least one hockey question because you're our hockey insider, right? Dude, my team stinks. Is, so, yeah, is, is this the <laughs> oh year that gosh. San Jose and the Sharks, they turn it around and miraculously win the cup? <sighs> Well, let's look, the St. Louis Blues, January 3rd last year, were the worst team in the league, right? Yeah. And they made this miraculous run, and they win the Cup for the first time in the history of the franchise. I don't anticipate that <laughs> happening again to my San Jose Sharks. Now, especially with a captain down for about six weeks, it looks like Logan Couture has a fracture in his ankle. Not a good sign. So I was so optimistic heading into this year with my team. But I just, I just don't feel it. And they just have not looked good all year. The goaltending's been lousy. Hey, I'm sorry I had to bring it, it up, happening. Roxy. I, 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 I'm sorry to bring it down, man. 
You got me in such a bad mood with such a great game tonight. <laughs> but you know what? It'll cheer me up. I'm going to the dentist right now before I go to yes! BYU shoot-around. So. What an amazing day. It goes wow. from bad to worse, I guess. It's a, it's a later tip. You'll be fine. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the dentist. And, uh, I need some. We look forward to your call on ESPN2. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Roxy Bernstein on the Deseret First Credit Union Highline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He lives in the Bay Area, so going to the dentist, he's not like on the road the somewhere game. else. He's going to yes. the random dentist. Yes. <laughs> that would be, oh, yeah, I'm calling the uh, San Diego game. I just found a dentist down gotta, here. Got to uh, get a root canal and then go cut a game. I don't think he's in my network, but uh, whatever. All good. Coming up, Kyrus Tonga is in studio. Why he decided to return to Brigham. Plus our and one picks in a deadlock. Let's roll it out for BYU at St. Mary's. This is BYU Sports Nation. In theory, we could stay in 2020 all year. Got a Super Saturday this week on BYU TV, starting with women's hoops against San Diego. Four Eastern time, Cougs 7-7 seven and seven overall, trying to come back from that loss against Portland. Then, number three, men's volleyball host number 15, Penn State. Seven Eastern time, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez and the boys back in the Smithfield house. And then to cap it off, the triple header, men's hoops, 9.30 Eastern against Terry Porter and the Portland Pilots. It's a Super Saturday! And it's a fantastic Thursday as well because BYU and St. Mary's are meeting for the first time in men's basketball in the 2020 season. Let's keep it rolling and whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. It's a ball night as the Cougars take on St. Mary's in Moraga, ESPN2 and BYU Radio. First game for BYU outside of the state of Utah since November 27th. What? Listen to pregame on the radio starting at 10 Eastern. Volleyball. Number three, BYU men's volleyball hosting number 15, Penn State, tomorrow. Friday night, home opener. Watch at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars have won eight in a row versus the Nittany Lions. Track and field. Those Cougadores host the BYU Indoor Invitational today through Saturday with Utah Valley, Southern Utah, Utah State, and Westminster. Tennis. BYU women's tennis reopens the season in the Hawaii Invitational today through Saturday against host Hawaii, Hawaii, Louisville, Northern Arizona, and Washington State. I want to go back to Oahu, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. I'd also like to make some accurate and one picks tonight. Let's do it. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. For BYU at St. Mary's, going into this game, Jeremy and I in a deadlock, 20 points apiece. Let's just stay there. 2020 in 2020. 2020, JT album, Barbara Walters, current year, and one pit. There's a lot going on. So maybe we should just purposely throw these? I don't know. My vision, yeah, there's five 2020s for you. you Okay. Well, maybe we we won't get any of these right. Let's see. My first pick. Keep in mind, St. Mary's is a four-point favorite according to Ken Pomeroy. This game will not be decided by four points or fewer. Five plus either way. Yes. And one. St. Mary's is shooting 43% from the three-point line. Holy cow, number one in the country. The Gales will shoot 40% or less from three tonight on their home floor. I feel like that has to happen if BYU has any chance of winning the Mirage. Yeah, number one three-point shooting team in the country. BYU number nine, by the way. But the Gales have been on the uh, uh, road or neutral, as you mentioned, three of the last four. Got 28% as a team. So, let's hope. My two-pointer, Jake Toulson will lead BYU in scoring. I think he'll have a big night. I think he senses the moment. He's a fifth-year senior. I think Jake Toulson shows up in a big way. Give us some of that. And one. St. Mary's will get 10-plus assists. Now, here's the thing. 
the last 27 games, they have, they've had 10 plus, they've won. Okay? Am I saying that St. Mary's will win? Probably. But I think that this is going to be a tight game. I don't know if it's going to be five or one or whatever. But BYU uh, has got to prevent St. Mary's from doing that. I think St. Mary's will do it. I think BYU has to prevent me from getting that one. Okay, so can BYU win the game if St. Mary's has 10 assists? You don't think so, huh? You think that's, the, that's drawing the line? They won 27 in a row. Holy so, so limit, limit the ball movement and easy shot, right? All right. Yeah. 2020 in 2020. Those are our and one picks. Coming up, how well do we know the Gales in Moraga? And BYU defensive lineman Kairos Tonga in Studio B. Why did he come back for his senior season? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight is a night for buckets as the Cougars and Gales square off in Moraga tonight. You can listen to the game, pregame 10 Eastern, the game 11 Eastern, BYU Radio and ESPN2. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play in Studio B, and we are pleased to welcome the big man in the middle for BYU football, Kyrus Tonga, defensive lineman, who is coming back to BYU for his senior season. Welcome, Kyrus. What's up, Kyrus? Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We're stoked to have you in studio, obviously, but stoked to have you uh, back at BYU. Uh, was this a tough decision for you? It was. It was, uh, it was hard for me, but... Uh... I'm happy with my decision, and I'm uh, excited for this upcoming season. What was tough about it? Uh, just everything that that uh, had a I had to balance out uh, with being able to play in the NFL or coming back to college. Um, it, it was hard, but uh, grateful for my my parents and coaches and teammates for being supportive, and um, I'm just happy to be here. Who gave you the best advice? The best advice. Probably my dad. Mm. Yeah. What did he say? Um, well, after yelling at me a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, he just reminded me of why I came here and why I chose to, to be here at BYU and to get a degree and uh, and I have the opportunity. And that's why I'm here and to be able to finish out school and to to play one more year with, with the coaches who, uh, who've helped me a lot in my life and uh, to be here with the, the boys I came in here with. So it's um, it's gonna be fun. So, okay. So obviously, your dad's comments and thinking about your teammates and relationships that all factored in. But tell me, you wanted to score at least one more touchdown for BYU, <laughs> right? I hope if that's what the the future holds, then I'll I'll be happy with that. Did you bargain with the coaches at all for anything like that? Uh, I remember I, I told Coach Clark and Coach Grimes I wanted to be like. Some offensive package like goal line or or anything to get like a couple inches. Yeah, in addition to scrum package because you're already so, in that. Yeah, right? yeah. In addition, so um, they put me a scrum. Coach Lamb put me a fullback, and uh, it's been fun. It's I love being on the offense. Yes, side, so it's fun. When you have some leverage, you got to use it. So nicely done. Yeah, that's so, important. I appreciate it. That matters. You'll need to do that next year yes, sir. when you're negotiating a contract. Yes, right? quite yeah. literally and figuratively. When you have leverage, leverage, in football, yeah, yeah, you utilize exactly. it. We don't know anything about that. Uh, you announced this on New Year's <laughs> Eve, and I told you during the break that you made my New Year very happy. And in fact, I posted that on Twitter. All of Cougar Nation. Yeah. When exactly did you decide that you were coming back? Was it on New Year's Eve, or was it before that? It was a. Uh... It was it was it was the day before that, and um, it, that's a that's the day I was talking to Kalani and talked to my dad and my parents, um, and that's when I, I had a good sleep, 
woke up and just decided to announce it. But it was uh, man, it was fun. It was like last year it was fun. I know this year is about to be even more fun. So, what went into the decision as it related to uh, your NFL prospects? Because if you're told you're a first rounder, like you're bouncing, right? So, what what kind of uh, feedback did you get, and how will that play into what you hope to improve on this year? Yeah, um, there's a lot of a lot of scouts were were talking about how how raw how much of a raw talent I was, and that uh, they know talking with Coach Kalani and Coach Toyaki that uh, I've been playing a. Uh, this this position for a uh, very limited of years since being at BYU, so um, they said it's a great opportunity for me to to, to come back and to uh, to work on what I, I need to work on and uh, to just to to show out. So let's dive into some of those things. What what specifically do you want to improve on in terms of skill set as a defensive lineman? I think just being able to to play like like not coming out basically. Uh, being able to to work on uh, stamina and being out there uh, for long periods of time and not coming out when uh, when there's uh, crucial downs that I need to be on. Uh, but but even if that even if that happens, I, I trust my guys uh, to be able to to do the same thing as me. So uh, but just being consistent in in everything I do on, on the field. Let's walk through that a little bit because sometimes there was this defensive line sort of line change like in hockey, right, three in, three out or whatnot, um, to keep guys fresh and whatnot. Um, how, how do you be able to stay uh, on the field for three downs? What's the key there, I guess? Um, just continue to, to do cardio and, and lose weight. That's, that's the name of the game, especially during the season where uh, we're going to all these hotels and they're feeding us nonstop and it's hard to, like, refuse food, especially good food. Especially in Hawaii and all that stuff. Amen just, uh, to that. <laughs> just being able to, just to be disciplined with with little things like that, and uh, it'll show on the field. So, listen, I love to eat too. Um, and you mentioned in in a video that we ran during the season that the night before a game, you said you just you just stack it on, right? That's, yeah. It's hard not to do that. It's, yeah, it's hard not to. Especially do that. when it's free. Yeah, <laughs> and it's good. So, <laughs> yes, you want to give me all of this delicious food for free? And I'm supposed to turn it down? Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> that is a significant challenge. Um, I know you have uh, target weight marks, things like that. So what, what are the goals in terms of there? Where, where would you like to be if you could pick and choose, like, what your target weight is? Um, Kalani, Kalani and them, will, uh, we're, we're going to talk about it more, like, next week when uh, we start getting into practices. But uh, uh, for myself, I want to be, like, 315, 310. And uh, I haven't done that since – since I went on my mission, so okay. so it'll be good. I know it'll be it'll be better for me. I've seen the differences just uh this past season, just dropping the weight from the off season and being in there, and um, I know it'll just be better for me. In terms of what you did this year, what did you what did you love? What were you proud of that you, in terms of your improvement this season? I think just just being out there as much as I can. I know last year. Uh, I, there are some injuries I had and um, limited limited some games for me, and uh, just fighting through injuries and uh, just being out there with the boys and having fun, um, being there for my teammates was like the biggest step for me. Uh, just knowing that I can be relied on, and uh, I can rely on my teammates as well. So. Can we expect a different haircut of any kind? Or are you, are you going with that flow, the the bleach blonde in the back? I don't know. I think uh, I have to cut. It's getting a little long. So okay. It might. I don't know. Something, something special might happen. I don't know. Okay. We'll okay. Yeah, this is an old. That's the ultimate tease. Something special something might happen special. with Tyrus Tonga's hair. <laughs> what is it? Two weeks removed from the season, how would you sum up BYU football in 2019? 
Um, shoot, I think I think it was good, but it wasn't consistent. And uh, we know that as players and coaches, and that's something that we wanna we wanna continue to work on and being consistent and like, and especially with big games and games that we know we should have won, uh, things that we know we should have done. Um, and that's uh, going to 2020. We know what we need to do as as players and as coaches. So um, it's gonna be fun. So. When you look at the 2020 schedule, it's another challenging, good schedule, at, at, as I like to point out here. At Utah, Michigan State at home, at Arizona State, at Minnesota, who turned into a really good Big Ten team. And then uh, there's Missouri in there and Houston and Utah State and Boise State, San Diego State, Stanford. That's another good one. What comes to mind when you, when you look ahead uh, to the 2020 schedule? Just, just tough teams. And uh, we need to be a tough team as well and uh, just stay healthy. That's uh, We're hoping this. Hopefully we can stay healthy throughout the off season and during the season. I think that's a uh, it's unfortunate for uh, a lot of players who who we need that get hurt, and that's that's just that's just football. That's the name of uh, the game is staying healthy, and that's uh, something that we hopefully we can do for this this tough season. So now you mentioned that you were dealing with some injuries and some nicks and bruises throughout the season. How are you in relation to those? Oh, I'm good. I just uh, rehab. Just being able to to rehab and be disciplined with that, and not uh, skipping anything. It, it sucks going to rehab because it's you rather be with the the team, but uh, you're putting yourself in a better position to to help. So it's a it's a little sacrifice that that we have to do, but it's it's good though. So you're in that now, you're saying? Huh? You're in that now, or are you good? Now? No, I'm good now. You're good sorry, now. Okay. Sorry. So walk us through what the schedule's been like this week. I, I think it was what Monday back to yeah. winter workouts and a yeah, lot of lifting. So right? We're starting with the. Just like getting into school, so we we kind of have this week off, but we don't. It's it's mandatory, but uh, we we have to go in, get our workouts in, uh, cardio. But next week will be like the official, um, like workout. So yeah, we'll be there and grinding hard. So. Voluntary. I always love that, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Voluntary. But if you're not there, why weren't you there? Yeah. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> I know you're getting close to graduating as well. So what's the plan moving forward to uh, graduate and then? Maybe play your senior season with a much lighter schedule. Uh, just, I just need to knock out these credits. It's a, it's a, it's full schedule. So uh, just being able to, to stay on top of my grades, get the tutoring I need, and uh, just finish strong. So, what's your major? Communications. Well, there. Well. Just three communications guys up here. Listen, Kairos got an A on the assignment he did on me. Oh, very nice. So that's great. You know, yeah, it was all you, brother. What it was uh, all you? Appreciate what, it. What track or emphasis? Uh, I think it's sports media. Nice. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great, man. I was going to offer up our help, but I don't know what compliance will allow. So you <laughs> yeah. just stick with your tutors, yeah. and we'll talk to a Trevor if you need any help. Uh, now, okay, on those lines, if you could do one other thing professionally besides play football, what would it be? Damn. Um, be a sports broadcaster. I don't okay, know. yeah, it's, it's not, not sure. that great. On, man. You just talk sports all day, and you know <laughs> yeah. what? It's just boring. And actually, it's fr- it's, it's freaking it's really out. fun. Yeah. You're not yeah, going to get rich, Kairos, but it's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Someone chuckles. Out hey, no, this is this is great and exciting. And oh, by the way, Matt Bushman is back as well. What did you I think know. of that? The I, two of you. I was happy for. I texted him right away uh, when I seen that he announced it. I was super happy for him. And um, man, that's that's big for for us as a team, especially for our offense. So we're excited to have him. 
And he was he announced before you, right? Just Sorry. before you, yeah. So yeah. did he say something like, "Well, join me"? No, he. We talked about it throughout the season. Uh, like every single time we see each other, like, "Hey, well, what's the deal?" Like, uh, I think I might go. Like, think I might stay. So uh, when he announced it, I was super happy for him. And um, I was still at the time was thinking I'm gonna go. And um, I, 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 he was he's actually the first person. So after I told my my parents and the coaches, he's actually the first person I told okay. I was going to stay. So, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And then we were the next, so that was great. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. I, I envisioned Kalani Satake running and clicking his heels together when he, when he found out. I like that image of Coach Satake. <laughs> Kairos, uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your classes as you get into spring ball. Keep it up, man. And good luck. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sports media, love it. Coming up, who gets today's Rise and Shadow? And how well do you know St. Mary's College? For that matter, how well do we know St. Mary's College? It's Know the Phone X. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. And the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps are free, and they have uh, BYU Sports Nation and all the other content from uh, both channels and stations on them. Fantastic show today. What does a win and a loss mean for BYU's overall season resume? Roxy Bernstein of ESPN joined us. Roxy! BYU football just joined us on why he ultimately decided to come back for his senior season instead of pursuing the NFL. Great stuff. And it's going to get even better because we're going to play Know the Foe. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Brought to you by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Ben Bagley, what brain busters do you have for us today? You know, this is our favorite segment of the week every week. So here's what we got for you. In a coin flip, neither of you two were involved in. Spencer, you won the toss and neglected to receive. Yes. So you get question number I one. I deferred. Question number one. According to the St. Mary's record books, the three biggest margins of deficit in a loss for the Gels are 60, 54, and 51. Which of the following teams did not beat the Gels by 50-plus points? Was it Duke, Gonzaga, Arizona, or BYU? BYU. BYU beat them by 50-plus? December 10th, 1966. They beat them by 51 points. BYU won the NIT that year. That was a really good BYU team. Yes. It was Duke. Duke is the right answer The Dukies. Oh! All right, so, Jerem, chance to take a lead here. What was the original nickname of St. Mary's? Was it the Saints? Was it the Phoenix? Was it the Delis? Or was it the Ruse? A. The Saints? Correct. Yay! Of course That's it was. Saints, One Mary point, Saints. Boring. We aren't even the Saints here. That would have been a logical mascot. All right. <laughs> Spencer, simple question for you. What is it, Gel? Is it a mighty wind? Is it an ethno-linguistic group? Or is it Sorry, an aviary what? species located primarily on the Pacific Coast? I'm going to go with B, Ben. That is correct. Yeah. It is an ethno-linguistic group. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Tied up. Jerem, St. Mary's ended their football program in the year 2003, but prior to yeah. ending football, they did get into three different bowl games. Ooh. Which one of these is not a bowl that St. Mary's played in? Oh, my goodness. Gosh. The Cotton Bowl, oh boy. the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, or the Oil Bowl? Well, when they, when they were decent, 
there weren't that many games, so they would have been in some of these. Uh, so they did not play in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, no, the they Rose actually Bowl. beat Texas Tech in 1938 in the Cotton Bowl. It's the Rose Bowl, isn't the it? The Rose Bowl is the correct answer. But they played in sugar and cotton. How about that? The sugar, and the cotton, oil and oil. oil. And the oil bowl. Yes, don't forget about the oil gave bowl. Gave out the best gifts. You know? I can bet you can't guess where that was played. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, Spencer, the first name on the Moraga Wikipedia page under notable people is Conrad Bassett Bouchard. What is Conrad known for? <laughs> <laughs> is he a movie star from the silent film era, a Nobel Prize winner, a Guinness Book of World Records record holder for longest consecutive time spent on a pogo stick, or the North American Scrabble champion. <laughs> Nobel Prize winner. Oh, he is the on. North American Scrabble champion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. First SMC name on Wikipedia. kind of a Scrabble. <laughs> it's kind of scrabbly. All right, Jeremy. impossible. Because you know you're planning your trip to Moraga later on this year. Yeah. I went to the web to help you out here. I went to theculturetrip.com. And which of the following is not one of their top nine attractions to see in Moraga, California? <laughs> is it St. Mary's Basketball? Is it the Farmer's Market? Is it Moraga Downs, the horse racing track? Or is it TJ Maxx? Uh, is not? Is not. TJ Maxx. <laughs> TJ Maxx, fifth on the list. Moraga Downs, made up place. I don't know if it nice. exists. Nice. That was Moraga outstanding. Downs. Very nice. All right. All right, Ben. Hey, let's, I, go, let's go back to Hollywood. I trees. think we've got to end yeah, the show. Yeah, let's, we it's tied at 1 seconds. 0. Yeah. Let's wrap it. Okay. You guys aren't doing very well. We're done. <laughs> We're, okay. done. We're, We're done. We're done. Yeah. You know what? We'll just call it. <laughs> All right. On to our elite voice of the day. It'll get better. Presented by Sundance well, Mountain Resort. Which player will have the greatest impact on the outcome of tonight's game? Mr. Notham on Twitter. When Jake Toulson is the pace setter for the offense, BYU is more patient, gets better looks, has much higher shooting percentage. BYU has to out-offense St. Mary's, and a big part of that is the pace that Toulson can set. I'd say that T.J. Hoff does that as well. Let's go. Today's Rise and Shoutouts combined. Kyra Stoner for coming back. Great to have him. Yeah, yeah baby. Awesome. Our thanks to today's guest, Roxy Bernstein, and the aforementioned Kairos Tonga. Started Dennis Pitter, ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Ethan Manumaleuna. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation for a full recap of BYU St. Mary's. Go Cougs!